When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi everyone, it's Anne-Marie again with you today. We've got another fantastic guest to share her brilliance with you and this is episode 155. Do you struggle when it comes to money and time in your business? There's never enough time or money. What about your relationships? Maybe this is an area of struggle in your life and in your business too. Or perhaps this is because of your influence or your affluence gap. And for some of us, we're thinking, what is affluence gap? So if you're not sure about that terminology or whether you have some of these gaps in your life and business when it comes to affluence, today's guest is going to shed some light on this topic for us. And today on the show, Alison Penner joins me. And Alison is an affluence catalyst. She consults with entrepreneurs about how to close their affluence gaps, such as struggles with money, struggles with time, relationships, business and health so that they can step into the business and lifestyle that they desire. And on today's show, Alison's going to share three reasons you aren't making enough money and what to do about it. She's also going to help you discover what affluence really is, including and beyond money, as well as how to leverage envy to reach your goals. So welcome to the call, Alison. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie. Now, I mentioned the term affluence and and particularly affluence gap. So for people who are not familiar with what this term is, could you define affluence and also share a little bit why this is so important when it comes to our life and becomes for our business? Affluence. So my definition of affluence, and I really chose the term very deliberately because it's hard to pigeonhole. People don't quite know what it is. So it elicits curiosity. So affluence is life without struggle. Struggles occur, as you said, in money. That's sort of the first thing that shows up and the loudest thing. Relationships, time, business, and health. Mm. Those are the big ones. Mm -hmm. If your experience of your life or your business is not as without struggle, then you probably have an affluence gap. The good news is those can be closed and it's not that hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so when we're talking about affluence gaps, do you find that in the work that you do with your clients, there are a number of affluence gaps that really stand out that, you know, your clients are really struggling with the most? Yes. Money is the first one because with money, you can solve some of the other ones. So if you have the money to do so, then you can leverage your time with a team or you can 
take care of your family in a way that is more supportive or you can travel, you can do things that please you. So money is the first and biggest one. The next one is relationships. When the money is taken care of and when we're building businesses, typically we throw ourselves all the way into the business and sometimes our relationships suffer. And then the third I see a lot is health. So when we are driving ourselves very hard, our health sometimes suffers, especially if we're not who we are and the thing that we're doing our business is not aligned with who we are. Mm. It's exhausting for us. Yeah, yeah. And do you see typically that if someone is struggling in all three of those areas, because you mentioned money as being the first and foremost and one that often you see people struggling with, is it then important to go and get healing or get support around what's showing up and how it's showing up around money that impacts the other? Or do you find that if someone's really struggling with their health, looking at that and then working backwards and then looking at relationships and and then money? Well, I have a bit of a different diagnostic. Mm -hmm. So what I've discovered is that everyone lives through three lenses. So that's how they interact into the world. So there are people whose primary lens is purpose. Purpose people are all about work. So when their work is going well, everything goes well. Mm. And that's the most common paradigm. That's the one that's most understood because people get you work and you make money. Yes. It's a pretty simple thing. The second is love. Love people are people like artists, massage therapists, people in some of the alternative healing modalities. So love people are all about their one-on-one connections. The problem is that love people sometimes struggle to make money because they don't see how they can be paid for this strong love that they have and this service in this way. And the third lens is charity. Charity people are about community. So charity people look at the world as distinct from love people as kind of an ecosystem. So in their world, in their networks, they look at who is thriving and if they're not, how can we help? who is thriving, but with a little support, they could really soar Mm. and they go in and fix those things. Wow. That really is such a a huge aha. I'm sure many of our listeners have had about those three lenses. So there's purpose people, love people. And of course, the third lens is, is charity. And as you're describing those, I can certainly see how the approaches are different depending on, on who we are, what, you know, what is at the core of, of who we are. And I think that that's just really incredible. Now we all know as business owners, one of the things that we are encouraged to do is to set goals, particularly around money. You know, you can't achieve a level of income if we don't set that goal and then, of course, work towards that. So in your experience, why do you find that setting a goal such as, let's just pick a number out here, a million dollars in gross revenue. Why, when we're thinking about this from a point of view of a woman in business, why do we tend to struggle with that, like setting these big, bold goals when it comes to income? It's not that women don't absolutely have the capacity to make millions of dollars. It's that they're visceral and experiential. And it seems like for men, they can look at that million dollars and automatically know what that means. 
for women, it's very often important to make that real connection. Mm -hmm. So what does a million dollars mean? Does a million dollars mean you scale your business and you can step out a little bit with your time to spend time with your family? Does a million dollars mean that life becomes more pleasurable? Does a million dollars mean you get to travel around the world? So for women, mapping really to what it means, what is that experience in their own bodies that a million dollars makes possible? Mm. That's so true. And I think that really centers to why. What is the why behind that? Because we know that when we really identify our why and the difference it's going to make, we really identify the emotion around that. How is that going to make us feel? You know, a million dollars may give you the freedom to be able to give to your family, your extended family, who for years have, have struggled Yet if it's just a figure there that has no real connection, as women, we tend not to really get excited about that because we haven't tapped into that. That's really important. So in your experience then, Alison, when women really start to look closely at that that why or, or that experiential factor, do you find that that really suddenly transforms the way in which they approach the steps that they take and so on? Yeah, what it does is it provides much more of a crystal clarity for where they're going and what they're doing because it's not just something out there. Mm. It's a real, I can see that this gets me that. And then you're fueled by your own passion. The other thing that happens with that is that choices get much easier. So when you're choosing, especially when you're choosing through these affluence lenses, when you're looking at your choices, so if your purpose is to have a team so that you can have more time with your family, then you're making your choices from there. Mm -hmm. Through a love lens and you're making a choice of, okay, is this direction that I'm taking my company in congruent with who I am or not? You see how easy it makes it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think depending on who we are and which lens we look through, different uh, questions, different, yeah, the wording and the experience is going to be so much different. And I, I can imagine that there are some questions various coaches and various consultants and so forth use. And, and if it's relating to, say, the purpose lens and we're a love person we look through things in love when we're not asking the right question we don't tap into the the real experience the real why and the real passion of that is that what you find too that people are asking themselves the wrong question and not through the lens of who they are yes it really is and what it comes down to is kind of a eureka moment because they look at the things that they've done that work for other people infallibly all mm. the time and that have never worked for them. And then that when they look at it and they see that it's not aligned with who they are, what happens is that it removes all the guilt and regret and shame and anything that got connected with why couldn't I make this work? Yeah. And it takes off that whole aspect of what's wrong with me? Why are all these other women, they're setting their goals and then they're going for it and they're achieving it, yet I continue to struggle. And that's because you hadn't looked at it through your lens. You hadn't tapped into and asked the right questions through your lens. And once you do that, then you really connect to, to your passion. You know, often when, when we're thinking about business, and I'd love for you to share a little bit more around this because this is just so important for, for listeners 
we often just look at the surface stuff. And so if we're thinking about really tapping into that passion, that experience and asking ourselves, so what will that give you? Do you find that often we don't go deep enough? So, okay, so what will that give you? What will that give you? Is there kind of like an experience or something that happens that we know, you know, when you get to this, when this triggers for you, that's when you know you've really uncovered that passion, that why, that real connection, which is going to really give you that momentum to move forward. Yeah, I think we don't go specific enough. Mm. So we don't look at, if we want something, we don't actually, and this goes into the leverage envy to clarify desire exercise that I do. We don't look at what we want and figure out what it would take to get there. Yeah. Because what happens is when we get disappointed or something doesn't work out or we have a business setback or any kind of setback, relationship, health, we contract. It's really natural. Mm. So then the question is, from that contracted state, how do you expand again? Because you're not making resourceful choices from there. Yeah, yeah. And I think often as, as women, we are so passionate. We're passionate about that work we do. And a lot of our listeners are service-based business owners. So they're coaches, they're, they support others. And so they really put their heart and soul into their business. You know, so, so if something does go wrong and they put their heart and soul into it, it's almost like a direct reflection, a direct hit on them, themselves, you know, and that can really shatter our self-worth, our self-confidence when something didn't go right. And that's what you talk about, the contracted state. And being in that state makes it very difficult to make the right decisions to, to really help us continue to move forward. Is that what you find? Yes, it really is. The other thing that I find is that especially in service-based business and especially women, very often we mix up our own sense of our own value as people and the value of what we offer. Mm. And so we don't ask for what we are worth because those two things start getting confused. Yes, absolutely. So very, very important. So we're just going to take a very brief break at the moment. And then what we're going to do is we're going to talk about self-care and how that's going to fuel our profitability. Can't wait to hear more about that as well as some other additional strategies to help us get unstuck. You have a mission, a passion to help others, which was why you became a coach. Helping a client overcome their struggles empowers you. However, when it comes to how much money your business is making, well, that's far from inspiring and empowering. In fact, you wonder what's stopping you from making more money in your business. You struggle to attract quality, high-paying clients, and you often lay awake at night worrying about money and wondering if there's a way to change this. Guess what? There is. One of the first steps is by changing your attitude towards money. How? By accessing our free mini training, Discover Your Money Story, the first and often missing step to healing your relationship with money and financial freedom. Go to discoveryourmoneystory.com. That's discoveryourmoneystory.com, the first step to your financial freedom. 
And welcome back. We're talking with Alison Panner about the affluence gap. And uh, before the break, we were talking about setting income goals and why just setting a figure doesn't usually work for women. And we talked about some strategies on, on how to shift past that. So now what we're going to do is we're going to dive a little bit deeper about how consistent self-care can fuel profitability in our business. Love to hear more about this, Alison. Yes. As solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, mompreneurs, small businesses, we are the fuel of our business. So if we are not nourished, our business is not going to go very well. Hmm. If we get burned out, our profits stop coming in. So it's really important to take care of yourself as you're building your business. And that can include things like taking a walk in a park. It can include exercise. It can include massage. It's different for everybody. Mm -hmm. But when we're working really hard to get the money coming in, we tend to neglect that. The other really insidious thing that I've just discovered in myself is that (laughs) when I don't feel like I'm being productive enough, I'm not sure that I deserve to take care of myself. <laughs> I can relate to that one too, Alison. So <laughs> you're not alone there. <laughs> yeah, I think we do it a lot. And yet it actually costs our business when we do that. Because if we're not fueling ourselves, then we have less passion to put into our business. Hmm. And if we're in a service business and we're talking to people, then our energy level really has a whole lot to do with whether or not people work with you. Yeah, it's so true, isn't it? And I think as business owners who and service-based business owners who work with others, we provide services to support others. We'll often say to, to them, you need to take care of yourself. You need to take regular breaks and so forth. So it's a good opportunity to really just hold the mirror up and ask ourselves, honestly, how much care of that self-care are we doing for ourselves and our own businesses? It's so important. Alison, do you find that when we're thinking about the three lenses that you mentioned, you know, the, the lens of purpose, the lens of love, the lens of charity, that one or more of those lenses tends to struggle more with the self-care? Well, I would say purpose struggles with self-care because for purpose, work feels so good that they don't see the need. Hmm. Purpose also tends to touch with the importance of love. We're all, all three. Yeah. We have primary, but we have the option to look through any lens and make any choice from that perspective. Yes. And so when you recognized this, and we we can certainly compare notes on this, when you recognized that you didn't really take as much of the the self-care as you needed, did you start to then block out times in your schedule to ensure that it wasn't something that you thought, well, how much time do I have left versus this is the time that I'm blocking out and this is me time, time to step away, time to whatever it might be that you really enjoy doing? Yes, I did start to do that. And what I discovered is that my reason for not doing it would take too much time. Hmm. But one of the things that delights me is turning on some music and dancing. Another thing is I like to blow bubbles like a child. Hmm. Those things don't take time. Those are pretty quick. Yes. But those can shift my mood in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. There's this thing I call the magic of the refrigerator box. So when a child 
of a family has a refrigerator delivered and the parents keep the box around, that box is a house, a pirate ship, a cave, endless things. And what we forget is that. We forget the magic of the refrigerator box because we think that what fuels us has to be more expensive because we're adult. And some of the things that fuel us, we want to be more expensive. But there are also things that we can give ourselves. Even if the profits aren't coming in at the level that we want yet, don't cost anything that are like blowing bubbles. Yes. How often we forget that some of those childhood activities that we did delight our soul. And as you said, blowing bubbles. So I'm sure if you were to think about you as a child, that you enjoyed blowing bubbles as a child. I did. Yes. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I'm finding now too is I love nature. Just getting out and walking next to a stream, trees, you know, mountains, those sorts of things, and just being out. And sunsets. I love sunsets. How many sunsets that I have seen in my lifetime, more than I wish to admit to, yet I never noticed them. Now, when I see a sunset in that beautiful orange, red and colored sky, that just really delights me. And so it takes me nothing to walk outside and to breathe in, you know, as I'm, I'm watching those sunsets. So I certainly really, you know, commend you for saying that, that we don't need to spend a lot of money in order to really have some of that self-care back into our day. And the reason that that is so important is that affluence builds on something. Mm. So nature abhors a vacuum. So you have to start somewhere. But if you can put the experience in your body of this feels good, this is an affluent experience, then from that you can build more. I had a client who loved to travel, and she wanted to travel actually to Australia. She was from the UK. Mm -hmm. And she had not traveled in probably three years. And I said, okay, we'll start with a little trip. Go up to London. Since then, she's done 10 trips. Wow. But she started with what she could do right then. Mm -hmm. And then she built from there. And that's affluence. Yeah. I love that. So for, for those of us who may be thinking, oh, I would love to have an extra hour or whatever in the day, start with five minutes, start with 10 minutes. And then as, as, as did your client, who's now taken you know, 10 amazing trips, and I'm sure she's got many more booked and planned, similar with us, we can build on that. So it's such a great reminder and such a great story of, of success for us to, to really um, embrace. So Alison, what about some strategy? I mean, you've already shared some incredible strategies that we can use in our business to really close that affluence gap. But what are some other ones that you want to share that's going to really support us in, in getting unstuck and being able to move forward, particularly after a setback? Because I know it can be really challenging when we have had a setback in our life or in our business. Yeah. So what we do when we've had a setback, so we notice that we're contracted. So we're doing something like we are on a budget to survive. We're just going for paying. The problem is that the spirit is not that excited about just paying the bills. Mm -hmm. So in that moment, what we need to do is we need to create for ourselves a budget to thrive. So budget to thrive is, okay, you have your baseline, your expenses, that the rent, the electric, all that stuff. Then if you were to make your life worth living and exciting and pleasurable, what would you add to that? And specifically, what would it cost? 
right? Because until you know what it would cost, you can't get there. Mm -hmm. When I have clients make a list of 10 things, what they see when they actually price out what they want in their life is that they can usually put in five that week. But because they were contracted and because longing for something that they thought they couldn't have was so painful, they stopped allowing themselves to actually specifically figure out what it would take to get there. But it's hard to see in ourselves. So another practice is leverage envy to clarify desire. So you look at someone you either envy or admire specifically. What is it in their lives that you would like in yours? Is it their lifestyle? Is it their income? Is it their family? Whatever it is, you're going to write that down. Then you flip the lens on yourself and look at what they have that you have also. Because one of the things I discover a lot is people just don't notice that they have pockets of affluence in their lives already. Then what you do is you look at what they have that you don't have that's missing. So I had a client who's a writer, and she looked at another writer, and what she really admired was hobbies. This woman was always doing crafty things. And so what she did after our session was she went out and she started taking art classes, pottery classes, and it feeds her soul. And it was $129 at the local college. So it was not a huge expense. Mm. But this thing that she thought she couldn't have, she put in very quickly. That's um, a really great strategy and one I would imagine many of us would not even consider and that is to, to leverage the, you know, the, the envy because often when we look at what other people are doing, it brings up a lot of emotions in us which we don't like, because, you know, the comparison, the envy, all of that. But here we're really leveraging it and we're identifying, okay, so what can we do? What are we already, you know, what's already in our resources and often all of that goes ignored and unaddressed because we haven't done that. Some really, really great strategies there. Now, I know that you've provided so many amazing links to different articles, to different, yeah, you know, templates and beautiful surveys and lots of different things. So what we're going to do is we're going to include all of those things on our show notes. So to get the, to the show notes, it's ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES one five five and that's to get all of those great resources that you've included there Alison but those people who've listened they want to know more and they can really see that this is something that they have been struggling with how can people get in contact with you well the best way is to go to concierge at the affluencecode.com and contact me and what I offer is a complimentary 30-minute one-on-one affluence gap discovery call which is very cool. Mm. And I do it by phone or by Skype. Fantastic. And uh, we'll also put your web address on the show notes as well. So, Alison, if people are listening today and this is the first time that they have heard of the Affluence Gap and they've really connected with what you've said, what would be one piece of advice that you would like to leave people with today? Really look at who you are in relationship to what you do. Because if who you are and what you do are congruent and aligned, the clients will flock to you. You're magnetic to success and profits and the correct teams and everything that you desire. If you're off by two points, you're going in the wrong direction. 
So it's really important to figure out who you are. And these lenses are one of the ways that I help people see that and see what strategies are going to work for them specifically and go there. Make your decisions with that in mind. Terrific. I love that. So there you go. It really do need to um, go and check out those additional resources that uh, Alison has provided. And of course, the link again to get to our show notes is ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES 155. Also, make sure that you connect with Alison too. Now, if this is the very first time that you have joined us on the show, welcome. It really has been a pleasure and an honor to spend the last 30 minutes or so with you. Remember to subscribe to our iTunes channel. The link to do that is also on our show notes. Because when you do every single week, just like we have today with Alison, we provide you with tips and strategies with other guest experts that we interview to support you in taking your business to the next level. We want to hear from you too. Why not uh, rate and also make a comment on the show? Because that helps us get the message out to more ambitious entrepreneurs. Uh, This is bye from me. Catch you next week. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. Do you want to promote your business to tens of thousands of other ambitious entrepreneurs, both nationally and internationally? I invite you to reach out and learn more about our customized sponsorship packages by emailing sponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com. That's sponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com and we'll send you out further details. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.